so welcome back welcome back everybody uh this is black girl coffee shop where we sip coffee and not tea i'm your host missy lewis thank you for joining me once again i appreciate i appreciate your listenership i can't even speak don't judge me i appreciate all listenership you know what i'm saying um I appreciate the people that listen listened to my last episode, which was a uh, little black girl with anxiety. That was definitely raw, uncut, straight from the heart, real life. So I appreciate that. It did it did pretty good numbers. Well, you know, I'm not concerned about the numbers, but just to know that more people are coming to listen to to spread the word about anxiety in the black community. Which we, we I mean, it's not foreign, but sometimes it still comes off as taboo. So, but anyway. I don't want to get off topic. Um, if you haven't already, follow me on IG at Black Girl Coffee Shop Podcast, or you can follow my personal page, which is Thick Fit Chick One. Um, only thing about that, right? So people, if you have like a weird picture or you're doing weird things, like I won't add you because I don't want. I um, like I said before, when I first started my um, the podcast IG page, I had. I had Caucasian people reporting my page. I had people reporting my page. I had people trying to add me as a friend with like some sus suspect pictures. So, you know, I'm very weary of who I add. So just, you know, if you, you're trying to get added on to the, the, IG, the, the podcast page or my personal page, just, you know, just make sure you look like a person because it'd be some weird pictures and weird things going on. You know, people weirdos on the internet. Sometimes. I'm over here eating this dried apricot. I don't know why. But anyway, we get down to the nitty gritty of the episode. Um, this episode is something near and dear to my heart. So what I'm, what I'm doing right now is I am in a journey. You know, people have their um, health journeys and you know, diet journeys and exercise journeys, which is all great journeys. You know what I'm saying? And for years, I've always been um, on some type of, you know, making sure I work out, making sure I look good from the outside. And this, in this point in my life, in the last couple of years, and especially at this very moment in my life, I'm trying to make sure that I feel good from the inside and don't just look good on the outside. Not to say that I was ever depleted or crazy but really making that investment on my inside and my mental and my growth you know what I'm saying the same investment that I put into my fitness journey because I don't I don't want to be you know 40 or 35 with the same mindset and in order to grow and do different things you have to think differently you have to hold yourself accountable you have to create boundaries you have to talk about things that you would normally talk about because it keeps you in a box and it keeps you with the mask on and you become this person and you become stuck. And I don't want to be stuck. So anyway, moving on. Um, 
what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about cousins. And by no means, and when I say by no means, I mean by no means am I trying to belittle, degrade, or anything negative towards my family. I'm only trying to speak from my point of view. And that is all. Um, what is a cousin? A cousin to me is like the first friends that you really have outside of your siblings. Some people didn't have siblings growing up, so they had their cousins, right? It's like the first friends that you really have. Like, it's crazy. And so, I debated on whether or not I was going to even do this episode and then I had another podcaster I put it on I put it on my Instagram and was like I want to do an episode but it might piss people off and not because I intend on being negative or de- degrading anybody but just because a lot of people don't want to address certain situations a lot of people rather just keep it in the dark so it could piss people off and you know sometimes change is uncomfortable but I uh, another podcaster when I put it up there she advised me she said this is your podcast you can do it. You can do whatever you want to do. But the thing about it is I'm not in a negative space. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to degrade anybody. I'm not trying to belittle anybody. So as long as I can say what I need to say for my own healing, um, everything should be good, right? <laughs> um, so cousins, right? So I guess we have to go backwards in order to really go forward so my grandma my grandma donna right my grandma donna she had six kids she had um four girls and she had two boys six kids though in the story i'm going to call them the elders because i call them the elders in real life me and my sister we call them the elders um yeah so in the stories, and anytime I'm talking, I'm talking about them. They are the elders. Donna Sue, that's my grandma. So if I say her name, y'all know I'm talking about my grandma. Um, so in the early years, my family in general, from what I understand, that my mom and her siblings, they grew up in places like Iowa and Nebraska. The main places that we are from currently are California, because we they... they um, they spent some time in Colorado. And so most of them migrated to California. That's, um, that's where I grew up, but I was born in Denver. And so, yeah, I'm eating this apricot, but okay. Let me stop. (laughs) Be professional. This is a profession. (laughs) But, um, so in, I want to say the eighties, cause yeah, it had to be the eighties. I was born in 87. Only, by the time we moved to Colorado, I mean, mo- we moved from Colorado to California. I was three. So from three until I was 24, I grew up, I was in California. I used to spend summers and me, summers and vacations and stuff like that in Colorado. We would go there to visit, you know, I don't know what type of vacation Colorado is, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But we would go there and visit and be with our cousins and stuff like that. 
And so, um, there wasn't, to me, I didn't really see that there was a separation between the cousins that were, um, living. So let me go back because I'm jumping. My mom's kids all grew up in different places. When I was born, they were all in Colorado. By 1990, everybody was in California, living in California. By 1996, the majority of my, uh, the elders, my grandma's kids, migrated back to um, Colorado from California. My mom and my mom, my uncle Jimmy, were the only ones that stayed in California. Um, which that's a different episode. Like, that's a different thing because the, th the thing about it is I don't really know my uncle Jimmy. Like, I can't tell you. We've never had a conversation. Um, I saw him when I was 15 and I saw him again at my grandma's funeral and I was 31, 30, no, I wasn't 31. I was 32. No, I was 31. Yeah, I was 31. So yeah, something like that. But anyway, I hadn't seen the man like 15 years, but they, they lived in California with us. I would see my cousins, Sean and Jimmy, um, Spur, like sporadically I didn't really know them but it wasn't necessarily anything that was like crazy or anything like that so I, I more so knew Sean when I when I was 19 he came to live with us or whatever and you know it was just you know but anyway <laughs> but um anyway moving on um so my mom stayed there and we continued me and my brothers and sisters continued to grow up in California with the rest of the cousins the majority of the cousins or growing up in Colorado. And me, I didn't really see an issue with it. We used to go and visit in Colorado multiple times. Uh, when I was 12, when I was 15, we moved there. And then we moved back to California because my mom didn't like Colorado anymore. Um, and I moved there and live, I moved there and me and my cousin became roommates when I was 20. It was right before I joined the military, it was like 22 or 23. I think it was 22. Um, So that's a little background. Um, with that being said, uh, we have like when and when I when I grew up, and we, all the cousins were together in the early years, in the early '90s, we had this unity and this camaraderie that was valuable. It was like nice. The first people that I remember as a kid was my cousin Tara and my cousin Sam. Um, and then my cousin Gene, um, he wanted to be Tupac so bad. It was crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like those are the people that I looked up to because of the people that I remember. And then my cousin Tara, she was like an authoritative figure because I think she watched us a lot, which I'm pretty sure because she it just was this thing. And then on top of that, we had a level of respect and there was a level of hierarchy when it came to the cousins. And, you know, we just we had respect for the elder cousins that is not it's not like it used to be it's it basically it's not there okay <laughs> um but yeah so that changed a little bit but those are the first people that i uh really knew to be you know like authoritative figures and have respect for and stuff like that my cousin tara my cousin sam my cousin gene and gene was like it's crazy how you think you it's crazy how you can have inf influence over somebody, but really not know it. You know what I'm saying? Or you can, you can, it's, I don't know. 
it's different how you see people. It's different from how you see yourself and how people see you. So that's how I saw them, you know. Uh, but yeah. And so as time goes on, things, as we get older and we're not teenagers anymore because it was a little bit better when we were teenagers. Like we could go to Colorado and back and forth and it was still like this built rapport, I think. But then once people started growing up and things started changing and certain events happened, um, it was hard. I felt like it was hard to relate to each other because we were disconnected and we had you had things going on in your life and um, that they were unaware of and vice versa. As far as the cousins that lived in Colorado and then us who lived in California. Uh, and not to mention, if you go if you go backwards. So we have um, a wide range of ages as far as my cousins are concerned, because we have people that were born in the early 80s that we are all in the same generation of people, of cousins. Yeah, people that were born in the early 80s, you know, all the way down to the 90s to my sister who was born in 2000. I believe she's the last of our generation that was born. Um, my sister and my cousin, my cousin Kyron, they're the youngest. So you have people that are literally 20 years old to people that are borderline 40. That's a big gap. So with that being said, you have a lot of things that happen and there's a lot of um, interaction. So like I was saying, there's certain events and certain things and experiences that I had with people that were born in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? We grew up like in the 90s in that middle time where we were all in California that we, we can share those experiences and reminisce on these events. But then you have the ones that were um, born in the, the, the mid 90s or 2000s who don't know. They don't know those stories. They don't know those events. So they're missing out on they think they know, but they don't have, they're missing information. They don't know how things are. And so even if so, just like I have, I'm 33 now and I have a sister who's 20. There's other people that have the same thing where their oldest sibling is like, there's a huge gap. So me in my age range, I might understand one of my cousins who is that sister better than I understand the other one because we grew up in a different era and we grew up in a different time. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one thing that I wanted to address also. And then um, going back and uh, reminiscing on those experiences and letting the, the newer, not newer, but the younger cousins understand what took place back then before they were, when they were babies or before they were born. Uh, and like I said, when, when, I was, when, I, when I was young, we had a level, and when it comes to the cousins, we had a level, um, a hierarchy, which wasn't in a, uh, a dictator way. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. It was just a respect. Like, this is your older cousin. There was a level of respect. We no longer have that. <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think I, I said it before. This, is, this episode is not to throw shade or um, it has no ill intent. There's no malice. You know what I'm saying? It's just to shed light on some of the things that I see from my perspective. And I, I feel like I have the right to do that. And then on top of that, if any of my cousins listen to this episode and they want to come on and share their point of view, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't deny you how you feel. I can't deny you your experiences. None of that. So, yeah.
Um, so we have the geographical barrier that took place where you have some people that were raised in Colorado and some people, you know, born and raised in different places and all that situation. So we have that. That's that's one issue. We have the issue with the the wide range of the wide range of um, ages in our in our cousinships. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how they say it, but literally we have millennials and we're all cousins. We have millennials and then we have Gen Z's. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but we're all cousins. But we didn't continue on with that, that um, the, respect, the respect factor that used to be there. And I'm guilty of it too. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to be, I'm grown now, I'm grown now. You know, we're guilty of being disrespectful of situations. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, moving on. So I want to address this situation more importantly is um, the elders, right? So this would this would, would take place. The elders, so my grandma's kids, I think the youngest one is 48. So all the rest of them are 50 plus. They have been brother and sister from anywhere from 48 years to 50 plus, almost 60 years, Uncle Jimmy. When they get into spats, it should stay between them. And that goes for, that should go for everybody. And when I say that, I mean, I'm not saying that to be um, authoritative. I'm saying that because it's detrimental and it can cause, it causes, and not can cause, it has causes destruction in the family. So, how do I say this? Out of the elders, them the one of the my mom might get into it, one of my aunts or my uncle, or whatever, and they feel some type of way. And this is not me throwing shade, but they feel some type of way towards each other. They want to come and air their grievances to their kids. So what would happen is their kids would feel some type of way towards their aunt or their uncle. And or then you have the cousins on each side beefing with each other based off what's going on with the elders. We can't do that anymore. And even, and, and I used to do it, even if it wasn't outright, even if I didn't express how I felt because my nat- your, natural, your natural reaction, if you feel like somebody's coming for your mother or your father, is to, be, to go into defense mode, to go into fight mode. But the thing that you have to understand, and it took, I understood it took me a couple years. A couple years ago, I, I finally got it. They are brother and sister. They will work it out. If you're not adding anything positive to whatever situation they got going on, you need to just leave it alone. Because what it does is it causes destruction in the family. And, and it can also go the other way. If there's two cousins beefing with each other, it should stay between the two cousins. If you're another cousin or a mother or whoever, if you can't help somebody see how things can get better, you're the problem. You're adding to the problem. And so with that being said, and I've been in situations where beefing with a cousin and it caused it, it caused absolute division. When I tell you it caused a great divide between the whole family, 
and it was very sad and it went on for like a hot it went on it it's to to to, be, to really be honest it hasn't ever been cleared up because i you know what i'm saying lack of maturity and i and the thing about it is i'm never going to clock nobody else's tea i'm only going to i'm only going to clock my own tea i'm only going to pinpoint myself because who can i control only person i can control is me so i never took the steps to clear, to clear up the situation that i have with one of my cousins that went on that's been going on since I was in my 20s and yes and we pretend like everything's okay we think everything's okay but it's not I'm gonna get on to that in a minute but y'all hold on so with that being said if I'm in a situation right and I'm beefing one of my cousins and it caused a great divide down the middle and everybody around me is being a yes man everybody around me is telling me yeah she can't do that I can't believe she did that and I'm telling them all the story that happened from my point of view that might not be um, you know what I'm saying? That's going to feel some type of way because this is my blood. Of course, this is, this is my immediate family. So of course they're going to feel some type of way. It takes a person to really step outside the situation and say, what did you do? What did you say? But if you have everybody that's, like I said, the family is on a great divide, but if you have everybody saying, yeah, that girl was wrong and F her and don't talk to her and she this and she that, they pumping you up because even if you are wrong in the situation, even if you are wrong, you won't admit it. You won't say that you're wrong or you can't get to a conclusion because you have everybody telling you that you're fine, you're right. They're not trying to fix the situation. And with the situation that happened with me and my cousin, nobody was trying to fix it. Nobody was trying to fix it. Everybody was just like opposite, you know, op opposite ends of the ring. Everybody just, you know what I'm saying? We was over here and they was over there and we was either pulling people into the middle and being like, pick a side, pick a side. It, it was a mess. And that happened almost 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, just about 10 years ago. And there's been not, that's the only thing I can pinpoint for myself, but for other situations that I've seen where people go into the boxing ring, where you have one, people, one, one family on this side and another family on this side, but nobody wants to, we, at the end of the day, we got, first of all, we a black family. We have enough things coming against us. Like, you know what I'm saying? We cannot make each other the enemy. We cannot make each other the enemy. Like, that's crazy. And it, and it took a level of maturity for me to get here. I'm not going to lie to you because, you know, everybody got a little petty, a little shady inside them. So let's keep it real. Um, but yeah, situations between two people need to stay between two people. And, and when, uh, and if you're going to insert your words, if you're going to ins uh, insert anything, it needs to be something about how can we resolve this issue? Because if, and it, it could come from anybody because it's everybody's responsibility to hold on, hold down the legacy of Donna Sue. And when I say that, I mean, if you, if, if you don't have the intestinal fortitude to come to a situation that might not be the greatest and say something positive to say, how can we resolve this? And you just want to step back. You are almost, um, you're almost a, a co-signer. You're almost a, um, a bystander to a crash, to destruction. You know what I'm saying? So we're not helping the family get better. We're just watching. And then the ones that actually throw salt in there and throw bombs in there, you are probably the worst of them all. And this is not me trying to throw shade at anybody because when I, when I, when I tell you, we get into this, this thing where everybody's at this, you know, 
one people uh one might be on this opposite side of the ring and other person other family is on this side of the ring and it's really unnecessary like we have a legacy to uphold so when when I think about this and I thought about doing this episode it's not about me trying to make myself feel like I'm an angel because I'm not I done said some shady stuff to people <laughs> I done did some shady stuff and you know I'm not really talkative so when my shade come out my shade is nonverbal. you know what I'm saying like let, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you it is uh, sometimes it's not nonverbal. Sometimes I'm just quiet. So it's not always shade, but there, I, I know how to throw shade without even talking. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think I'm perfect at all. But what I'm saying is we can't be bystanders to the, to the destruction of the legacy of Donna Sue. And I refuse to be a bystander anymore. And from my knowledge, I don't, there's no feuding going on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be worried about Corona and making sure that everybody make it to the, you know what I'm saying? to the years and years and years beyond. So, but I just want to, I just want to put this out there because of something that was on my heart and I wanted to clear the air. Um, so, I also wanted to touch on, I had a situation, right? And this is from my point of view. And I'm trying to be as well-rounded when I say this as possible. So I had a cousin, right? Male cousin. He said something to me. And it pissed me off. Then I said something back to him. And it wasn't nice. It was bad. It was bad words. And it wasn't nice. I'm going to be honest. Like, you got to check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to cover it up and use cold words. I said some derogatory language towards him because he said something to me that I was very offended by. And so, should I, could I, when I think about it, should I, and could I, should I, I should have called him because it was over text message and really understood what he was trying to say. I know what I read, but at the same time, it was just like, I could have did, I could have done better. And then, um... And like I said, you can only check yourself. You can't check nobody else. You can only, even if you in a situation where you're trying to heal a situation, if the person doesn't want to participate, that's fine. But at this time, I'm, I'm clocking my own teeth. I'm checking myself. So he could have very well meant what he said or whatever. And I could have I could have understood exactly what he said. And that could have been exactly what he meant. But anyway, it was very hurtful to me because... I was so excited about something. And so I texted him and I was like, bro, da, 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 da. I'm texting him, whatever. And um, he hit me with something that it wasn't even like, it wasn't, from what I read, it wasn't a very nice thing that he said back to me. And so instead of me learning how to process my feelings, I just got mad and got angry and it started saying a whole bunch of um uh, profanity. <laughs> it's not, it, it's not funny. I'm just laughing because like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm laughing, but yeah, I just start saying, I just start calling him a whole bunch of crazy names. And, um, I felt some type of way. And to, to share the backstory on why I felt, why I felt some type of way is because I am a black um, 
leader in the United States Army, and I'm a female. I deal with a lot of bullshit on a constant basis, and I deal with a lot of passive-aggressive microaggression from black, I mean, from white counterparts, from white men, and from white women. So from it, for me to share something about my career with him and looking for support, and I didn't get it, that hurt my feelings because I'm like, damn, like what is, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm in a defense mode majority of the time because people be coming at my neck. You know what I'm saying? And, and me as a black woman, I'm not allowed to just be. It's very hard to just be. You can just be. I got a whole episode on that because some, some ish done went down and I got to tell y'all about it. But I, you know, I got to get all the puzzle pieces first. But for me to look for that comfort in, some, in my relative who's also in the military and not get it, I was like, I was angry and I was triggered. But was I really angry and was I really triggered or were my, was my feelings hurt and I was hurt? You know what I'm saying? But you know what? Us as black folks, we're not allowed to really identify and say what, what the real deal is. We always, most of us, we revert to anger. You know what I'm saying? Because anger is the most acceptable emotion. And you know, I'm learning. I'm 33, which I probably said a thousand times. And now when I'm 34, I'm going to say that a thousand times too. <laughs> but yeah. Effective communication is real and it does work. And if we could use it effectively, like <laughs> I just talked it, I just went around the circle, but y'all know what I'm saying. So, yeah. And am I planning on fixing the situation that I, that me and him got into it about or whatever situation may be? Yeah. I plan on fixing it. Okay. But you know, I know that tomorrow's not promised, but you know, I'm, I'm slowly trying to heal myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on it, all right? <laughs> um, and so, like, when I, when I speak about this, this, this legacy, like, we, so my grandmother passed in March 2019, right? And I call myself trying to be a photographer, right? I tried photography, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not good at it. Um, anyway, so I have my camera with me, and I took this picture. And it's this picture I have on my camera, which I need to get developed. It's everybody in this picture. There's all the cousins there. It might be missing one or two. But the amount of people in the family, like we come, my grandma created all these people. And you got to see the picture. The picture is ginormous. There's a lot of people in this picture. Like this one woman created all these people. And so even if even if our family and the thing the things that we did weren't as great as they should have been when she was alive, why can't we make them better? You know what I'm saying? Her legacy. 
So when I think about the things that I'm doing, when I think about the things that I'm not doing, it's like, am I living up to what she would want me to do? Because I know every time I saw my grandma, she'd be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? It was just the best thing ever. And what do we want? What I want to do is make my grandma proud. So the way that we've been doing things in the family may not be the best. And then I also wanted to touch on the cousin group chat, right? So after my grandma died, I decided to make this cousin group chat. And we added all the cousins in there. Well, the majority of the cousins. All that would fit. I think there's like 17 of us in there. But there's way more mother suckers than that because the cousins are having cousins. So, you know what I'm saying? And so everybody was at it. And everything was fine at first, but then a lot of people started mixing personal business and personal beasts. It got very negative real quick. And so it was a lot of little shade going on in the cousin group chat. It was a, it was a lot of little shade going on in the group chat from my point of view. Um, that's why I don't really talk in the group chat. And I would like to. But it's just like, no, because if I say something, it might trigger somebody to say something else. And then somebody might be having a bad day and it's going to start a fight. And it's just like, I don't, you know, and it's sad because it's like we go to this place where that's my family. But then you'd be like, I don't even want to be bothered. <laughs> like That's terrible. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to be bothered. So when I go on to the group chat, because I can't get out of the group chat unless I change my number. But it's like, because I thought about it. I'm not going to lie. So I thought about it. I was like, man, I need to get out of this group chat, but I can't get out until I change my phone number or I block everybody. And it's just like, no, nah, I don't have, I'm not going to do all that. That's just petty. And so those are my thoughts before. Like those are, those have been my thoughts for the last couple months because I don't even talk in a group chat. We don't even talk in a group chat anymore. When the group chat first started, we, everybody used to be in the group chat. Good morning. Send a picture of their kids. It was very nice. It went left really quick. And so when I do go in a group chat, I just say happy birthday some, to some people. I'll say congratulations. Like my cousin, Josh, he just graduated from college. Freaking amazing. I say congratulations. I text him um, directly and then I also put it in a group chat. But it's like, I don't want to say too much because it always turns left. And then sometimes I feel like people have preconceived notions about, and that's another thing. So what happens is we don't really know each other. Time has passed and we'll see each other on Facebook or Instagram and stuff like that. And you see a picture or you see something, a capture, uh, a photo that's like capturing, cap, a cap, captured in time. People go off of some preconceived notion about who they think they are, who they think you are. And you might do the same thing. And then it becomes this, um, this idea of who they think you are in their head. And you don't really know who I am. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know anything about me. You're just making up stuff. And it, it causes um, disconnect and discord. Um, yeah. And then sometimes there might be exclusion. Like people, we do this thing. Sometimes people don't want to invite people to this or do this and that. And we do. And there's people in the family that have issues on why they don't want to invite a person to something or whatever. But it causes a great divide. It causes wounds. It causes people to be scarred. And it's really unfortunate and really sad. 
Um, Because your family members can say something to you that would cut you, cut you to the white meat. And because people have unhealed scars, you'll never get close again because we didn't talk about what happened. And the reason we didn't talk about what happened is because we're not accustomed to. We're accustomed to just doing whatever we want to each other and having no accountability and not apologizing. And I'm guilty. Guilty, guilty, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> okay. Because not because I didn't want to apologize, but because I couldn't even read. Not even, I couldn't even read. I couldn't even gauge what my feelings were about the situation. All I knew was that I was mad. And then I didn't know how to effectively communicate what I felt. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of black people are like that. We don't know how to effectively communicate how we really feel. We know how to communicate anger, though. That's what we do know how to do. <laughs> um Yeah. And I think it has to come it has to be and that's one thing um cuz sometimes the army gets on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. But the the respect factor, and maybe it comes from my daddy because he's such a cornball, but the respect that you have for yourself, the respect you have for others. So we, when we speak to people and when we interact with people, we have, if we want respect back, we have to give respect. And we have to, and then when it, when it, when it comes to that, you have to let people know what your boundaries are so people don't keep disrespecting you. Because when you... And this is this pertains to just life. If you don't set boundaries and people get, keep disrespecting you, you keep getting mad. You're setting you're setting them up for failure. You want the destruction because how are people supposed to know how to treat you if you don't tell them? If you don't instruct them, what you're doing is not okay. Like you you are my cousin, you are my sister, you are my brother, but I'm gonna need you to stop doing X Y Z. It was okay when we were little, but it's no longer okay. I love you, but I need you to stop doing that. <laughs> and maybe, maybe the elders need to set boundaries with each other. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's the issue. Because when people start compromising your boundaries, that's when things get really sticky. They get really um, jacked up. Um, and if any of my cousins, which I welcome wholeheartedly, if any of my cousins want to do a part two of this episode to bring some light to their point of view, I'm down. I'm 100% down because I like a collaboration, especially on my podcast. (laughs) Um, I mean, I do like ones where I'm just sitting here talking and it's just me talking, you know, non-interrupted. I don't have to share the platform, but I do like to interact with people in different point of views. So, you know, but another thing that, that from my point of view, that kind of triggers me is, so when I don't see my family for a long time, right. And 
I used to be stationed in Colorado Springs and um, I used to be, I used to be able to come down or whatever and, you know, spend holidays or whatever, four days. That was cool. But, and I don't, I don't think anybody should cater to me. I don't think that, but this is from my point of view. When I'm out and about, right, when I'm working or whatever and I'm on work mode, work, 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 or I'm on work mode and defense mode because I'm a black female in the army. So, excuse me, people be coming at my neck. And when I say that, and I'm not talking, people, and it's really irritating to me that I have to sit here and say, I don't even be doing nothing to nobody. And every time I tell people that, they're like, they look at me with a suspicious look like, you must be popping off, you must be popping. I'm not, I don't pop off on anybody, bro. Like, I'm very, and I'm very keen on respect. Like, I, I, I try to give everybody the respect that they give me. It, I have to explain myself. People, and I would like to do another uh, episode with somebody out there, a military female of color, so they can understand a black woman. You don't have to be doing anything. You could be quiet as a mouse. You can be as loud as you want to be. You could be doing your work. You could be anything, and people will find a problem. But anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, so when I do come home, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that I get this warm welcome from all my cousins. The same welcome and the same camaraderie and the same cohesiveness that we had back in the day when we all stayed in the pink apartments. Some of y'all remember the pink apartments. Either the pink apartments or Calava Woods. And we used to build forts in the, in the woods and stuff like that. But anyway, that was before you had all the gaming systems. But when I come home, I feel like I want all this, like, there's no love. I'm just gonna say it. When I come home and I don't feel an embrace when I come to see my extended family. By a few people, and I may, like I said, I may be wrong. I may be reading the room very wrong. And I don't excuse any of my past behavior. But um, even before that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, there are some of my cousins who are, that make me feel welcome. Like my cousin LaDonna, um, my cousin Vaughn. And this is not me trying to shade any of my other cousins. I'm just saying, like, this is my point of view from the situation. I just don't feel welcome from everybody. I don't feel the vibe. It feels very off. It feels very distant. It feels very strange. Um, and it might be me. I don't know. But like, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the core of who I am is always going to be the same. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm missy. I'm, I'm a little missy. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because I'm used to being a little cousin and not a big cousin so it's just really weird <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm like I this the other generation came like all them Gen Z's were born and then they grew up and then I ended up being a big cousin but I was one of the last ones from the, the first group <laughs> but yeah Like, I feel, you know, like, yeah, like I was saying, like my cousin LaDonna, my cousin Vaughn, cousin Sam, um, it's, 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 I like to be, I don't know, because sometimes the exchange that you have, and I, I'm really learning, and I've 
really trying to um, speak about is whatever vibe you're giving to them, they may be interpreting you wrong, the wrong way and then you might be interpreting them the wrong way. So it's just awkward because nobody's really talking. And then we're trying to talk around the elephant and it's just, it's just awkward. Like, I don't feel like it should be awkward with your own relatives. Like, you know what I mean? It's just weird. And yeah. Because um, at the end of the day, no matter where you go and what you're doing, you could be anybody, CEO of anything. You could be promoted to the Sergeant Major of the Army. It's a cold world out there. It's a cold world. And when you come back to your family, you're really, really looking for that warm welcome. Like, really, because it's cold out there. It's a cold place. And I really feel like there's probably some of us in our cousin cousinship that are going through the same traumas or the same situations or coming through the same, you know, problems. But we don't talk to each other. Or maybe they don't talk to me. I don't know. But uh, we don't talk to each other. Um, and for me, I've, in the last year or so, I've started start talking about mental health issues, which five years ago, never. Like, no. I mean, I wasn't tracking. I, really, I wasn't really aware of that I had any mental um, health issues or anything like that. Yeah, my anxiety pretty much came from my combat deployment. But, um... Uh, We're pro- we probably there's probably people in the family going through the same thing or had the same thing or um, people trying to start businesses and people trying to do this and people trying to do that and we don't collaborate. We don't collaborate with each other and not even collaborate. I don't feel support. I I don't know if I no I probably don't give support. I probably be thinking about myself. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, and that's. That's due to the disconnect. We don't communicate with each other. I don't know. Like if one of my cousins was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to a job interview. I don't know that. So I can't text you and be like, good luck on the job interview. And then as cousins, we're like, nobody cares if I'm doing this. Nobody cares that I'm trying to do this. But we don't really know each other. We don't really talk about what we got going on to even get the support. Um, yeah, man. So I'm gonna touch. I'm gonna go ahead and recap what I was talking about. When it comes to the elders, the elder business, that needs to stay between them. They are brothers and sisters, and they can handle it and take care of it themselves. There's no need for cousins to get into elder business. That means the my grandma's kids. They they've been sisters and brothers for fifty some years, forty eight to fifty years. They can resolve their own issues themselves. If you're going to say anything, it should be something positive or don't say anything at all, which it's better to say something instead of being a bystander and looking at the whole family almost destruct over something real petty. Or how about we just don't buy into what they got going on? Because the less people support, it's going to sound bad, but the less you support somebody's negative actions and reiterate positivity, they know they can't come to you with that non, that nonsense. And I hate to say it because that's, you know, those are, those are our parents. But in order for us to grow and be different and 
um, have generational wealth, we got to get rid of these generational curses. Point blank. It's the point blank period of the situation. Um, so elder business is between elders. Cousin business. Cousin business is between cousin business. The elders should not get involved with cousin business. All the cousins that are my cousins, the first generation cousins, are all old enough. And if you're an elder cousin who's getting into younger cousin business, it needs to be something that's positive because sometimes the younger ones, the younger cousins may not see the way or the error of their ways or how to resolve it. And when you resolve it, resolve it genuinely. Don't resolve it half-assed and be <laughs> like that fake smile, fake hey, fake hug. It's what? We have the same blood running through our veins. We ain't nobody you just seen in the mall. You know what I'm saying? And it really took me some time to understand this. And I'm not telling, I'm not trying to, I am not trying to act like I'm holier than thou or better than or I haven't pulled some of these stunts because I have. But when you know better, you do better. And I'm trying to do better because we have a legacy to uphold. Communication, communication and support. Once you get to a place where we have communicated effectively and resolved, start to share your life with people. We don't share our lives, so we can't support each other. If we don't know what's going on and you can't sit up on the, you can't sit down and be ha having your head down and being nobody supports me. Nobody's there for me. We don't even know that you're going through anything. Because just somebody saying congratulations is like monumental. You know what I'm saying? Good job. That's like, it costs nothing. Um, for the, the older cousins, right? The older cousins. We are supposed to be examples and we can't get into younger, like I said, younger cousin business as, as far as if they're beefing. That's not us. That's not our lane. We supposed to either, we supposed to uplift. Um, and then we need to tell the younger generation our, our experiences from when we were younger because they think Honestly, some some of the younger generation think I'm just a stranger that popped up out of nowhere that know their older sister and that's it. We got history. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a stranger. I'm a cousin. Um, what else? Protecting the legacy of Donna Sue. When before you think about doing something that is destructive and detrimental and careless to this family. Think about Donna Sue. Think about grandma before you do that. Think about grandma before you participate in something that is not helping us get better. And even if it is your mama or your daddy, those, that's her sister or that's his, that's his brother, their brother and sister, they can figure it out on their own. Support. 
and don't be a cosigner. Don't cosign, don't cosign somebody's bad behavior. Don't cosign somebody's bad behavior because they are your, they are your brother or your sister or your mama. That, that's not helping them. That's, that's not helping them. I don't want anybody to cosign my bad behavior. And it was a long time. My mom used to try to tell me something and try to like, let me know, like, that's not right. I'd be like, I don't really care. Like I would, I would just blow it off because I did what I did and I said what I said. It's not okay. You need to check your behavior and don't cosign bad behavior. And don't jump on a team just because that's your sister. Look at all aspects because everybody's not the best person all the time. Everybody's actions are not the best all the time. And if you do feel like your family member or your sister is right, reach out to the, the opposite person and try to conduct some type of resolution because we're a family. And this is just some, these are things that I've been thinking about. These are things that I've been brainstorming and stuff like that. And I'm not 100, like I said, like I'm gonna keep on saying, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to degrade. I'm not trying to air dirty laundry. I'm not trying to do that. And I don't think I'm above the law. I don't think I'm an angel at all. Cause I got a mean streak that I'm working on, okay? But these are some things that I've been, you know, really like when I do things in my daily life, I'm thinking about how am I upholding my grandma's legacy? And this is something that I woke up this morning. It was on my heart and I was like, I want to say it. And I was like, I don't know if I should say it because it might piss some people off. But at the same time, change is not going to be made being comfortable. Change is, it's, it has to be done. What else? Um, and like I said, uplifting the legacy of Donna Sue. You know what I'm saying? Even if things, and people are going to say, well, things was messed up before she died. Yeah, that's true. Them things might have been not great. But do we keep it the same way or do we evolve? Because I know we don't have the iPhone 2. Who's walking around with the iPhone 2 thinking it's the gravy train? Who thinks it's the best thing going? No, we upgraded, right? People got the iPhone 10, 12, 11, 12, 13, 14. People upgrade. We do better when we know better. So if you want to, you as a person want to operate on the iPhone too, you'll be there by yourself. And with some of the things, and it's going to take me, you know, some time because I'm still trying to deal. But the thing, the people that I have wronged, I will, I will make amends. I will make amends because it's, it's, first of all, me personally, it's negative energy. It brings negative energy to the family because just because it was 10 years ago, just because it was a year ago, doesn't mean it went away. Doesn't mean people forgot. You still hurt their feelings. And then you know when people get hurt, they hurt other people. Then those hurt people hurt other people. And then we all become strangers to each other. We got the same blood. We come from the same bloodline. We are family. And no, me, I'm not on a conquest to make this, this family better. What did Tupac say? He's all like, no, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be changed, but I'm going to do, I am going to be the, the spark that starts the fire. Maybe it will. Maybe I'll be that spark to start the fire of change. I don't know if that's what he said, but it sounds right. Okay. And by me sitting on the, on the sidelines and being a bystander, 
in some of the in some a little tidbit of the destruction that I have been have participated in. I'm owning my shit. And I'm putting it out there. It's not okay. And I feel like us as cousins, if we came together, I hope my cousins listen to this. I hope other families listen to this. As as cousins, if we came together and we became a fist and that fist became a mighty blow. <laughs> no, but y'all get what I'm saying. If we, if, if we are the majority, right? Us as the cousins, right? We're the majority. So even if, the elders want to revert and start doing that, whatever they be doing with each other. They can't. If we refuse to participate and if we gain a level of respect for each other and we set boundaries and we call each other out on our ish and we keep it like legit, man, if we would, I just feel like ain't nothing we can't do. You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. And, and, it, and it, it is, it is, and I did have, a, um, I just want to say this last bit before I close out. It was very hurtful to me. It was very hurtful to me that I was stationed in Colorado Springs and all my, out of all my cousins, nobody came to visit me. Nobody. It is like a 45 minute drive and nobody came to visit me. And that's what I'm talking about. People in our family are going through stuff alone and nobody. We if we if we communicated with each other, we'd be able to help each other. And. There's a lot to the story. So it's like a 45 minute drive and my own family can't come and see me. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't give a damn. And that's from my perspective. And for a long time, I was very hurt by that. I was very hurt by that. So when you, when people did see me and they did see some type of uh, um, standoffish behavior or distant behavior, that's where it was coming from. Like I'm, I'm relying on people that I meet. I'm relying on strangers to give me the support when my family is literally 45 minutes down the street. That was very hurtful. But every, it was uh, like four days I was going down there, holidays I was going down there. Like before I left, I spent two weeks down there. We had a party, that whole situation. Um, and there was also like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a thousand with y'all right now. I'm gonna be a million percent with y'all right now. There was a situation that, that, I said that, (laughs) there was a situation that cut me to my, to my, to the white meat. There was a situation that cut, I don't know, it cut so deep where one of my, I'm going to say, I'm not going to freaking sugarcoat it. One of my cousins posted something on Facebook about me. I'd never been more hurt in my life. Never. And it was crazy because when I read it, I read the, the, the post on Facebook. I'm, I'm actually shaking. Like I was shaking, physically shaking. Like what the hell? 
So in turn, I lashed out at her older sister because I couldn't, I think they blocked me on everything. So the only person I was still connected to on any type of social media was the older sister. So I lashed out at her when she had nothing to do with it. But just the, the, the message that was posted on Facebook about me, I'd never been more hurt in my life. My heart dropped out of my body. And it, it almost made me a little bit colder that day. It but yeah, that was a heavy situation. But I just think that once we clear up everything, once we clear up everything and we come to a consensus as cousins, things will get better and everything will be more cohesive. And I'm optimistic. Um, I think the beginning stages will probably be difficult. I think I'm not going to personally, and what, this is something that I have to say, I'm not going to personally, I'm going to do my part, but I can't row the boat alone. And I'm not going to try to. And so... That doesn't mean that I'm not committed to change. That means that I'm going to do what I can for me, but I can't row the boat alone. And I'm not going to exhaust myself trying to. So that's another thing. But I just want to go ahead and close out this episode. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Thank you to anybody who decided to listen. I know this has been like a whole hour plus, but I think it flowed. Um, I hope that some of my cousins listen to this episode. And everything is on the up and up. Uh, feel free, whether you are a listener, uh, one of my cousins, or whoever, you can DM me on IG um, at Black Girl Coffee Shop Podcast or my personal page, which is Thick Fit Chick. Um, if you're one of my cousins, you could probably just call me or text me or something, but you know. Um, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. I had to get it off my chest. But appreciate y'all. Peace.